Hello. Here we are. We're live. Welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade Studios. Each week, we'll serve you the news and the top stories we're following in social, entertainment, and celebrity and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show on Instagram live every Wednesday at around 12.30 Mountain Standard Time or on all podcast providers and on YouTube every Thursday. And this week, you're, you're, we're your hosts. I'm Mitzi. And I'm Taina. And we're excited to be here. Yes. We got lots of stuff to talk about today. But first of all, I want to talk about the thing that's on both of our hearts and minds <laughs> And that's that we're both going viral on TikTok right now. Um, You're closer to a million views. I'm at like 930,000-ish, which is like so unbelievable. It grew so fast for you, though, because I remember last time you mentioned it, it was around like, what, three-something? Yeah. And now it's like grown so much. I have personally never gone viral. We've gone viral for our clients before, but this is the first time I'm seeing like comments, views, likes, followers pour in, and it's kind of, like, freaky. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, so intense. Like, every time I look at it, it's, like, all these notifications, and I know this sounds very, like, lucky. I know, like, lots of people are really trying to go viral, and I'm not, like, mad about it, but it's just so intense. And at least for me, and I don't know if you're experiencing this, but my comments on all my videos are so aggressive. Yes. (laughs) So the video that I have that's going viral, it's about um, ranking celebrity brands with little to no explanation. There's this like trending audio Mm -hmm. and like some celebrity brands I'm saying is a no. And those fans are coming for me. They are so personally upset that I kind of dislike their favorite celebrities brand it's like intense. But that's what makes that. I feel like that's like part of the formula to going viral. Like if it's not like one of the, the controversy of like people will disagree with you, it provides more views and more comments because while they're taking the time to like hate comment, the views are like playing back totally. and forth. So it's like that's usually how you go. Because even with like where my video, it was it's about my hair, my hair type, mm-hmm. um, and I got the idea because some of my other videos that had a lot of views were you know people debating about what my hair type actually is, um, and if you don't know. It's just, it's a whole other chart, but it's just like, I decided to make a video that like asked people like, what is my hair type then? If you guys are saying it's not what I thought it was. Um, and then everyone obviously is like debating in the comments because that's what I kind of wanted. Like yeah. I literally asked you, but it's just funny when people are, you know, hating on each other or hating on me for something that's like, it's just lighthearted. Like you don't have to tell me I'm going to get alopecia. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like- yeah. It's so intense. It's like this this like we're in this weird internet space where like everyone feels like they need to share their opinion and their opinion is the right one. People are literally fighting each other in the comments for my video about like, I don't know, like the silliest thing, like whether Fabletics is cool or not. And I'm (laughs) like, I personally don't think so. And then I intentionally did a video where I had like Fabletics as a no and then Yiddy as a yes. And I know that they're part of the same parent company. And I have hundreds of comments in there being like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't know they're part of the same company. Duh. Like, <laughs> and it's whole, like, I actually did know like, that. Like, they're coming for my career, my integrity, like, because I did that. Yeah, like, literally. But the one positive thing is that some people are kind of, like, standing up for me. Like, some people are like, yeah. people, they said it's her opinion. And I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. those people, I'm, 
I don't think I'm like have a thick skin enough to be able to take on more hate than this. Like this is yeah. as far as I want to go, I think. To me, I don't mind. And I think for all of the like hate comments, there are so like there's like 10 times more people who are just really nice about it and just being like, oh, you know, like just complimenting me. And so it's nice. I like it. So I just That's ignore nice. the hate. I'm ones. not like, getting that ratio. There is it's like a 10 to no. one for like people being upset. But I'm so I sorry. I know it's not I'm like trying not to take it personally, obviously. It's like the fans, this the super fans of these celebrities. Like one person who's upset that I said house labs, which is Lady Gaga's makeup line, I said it was like a 50 50. Mm. And someone said apologize with tears. I actually and, um, do like her foundation though. Oh really? It's so well nice. the thing is that I've said <laughs> over and over in these videos is it's based on their marketing and branding. And I right. don't yeah. And not necessarily the product, but speaking of hate comments. Yes, we have a really interesting story. Our first story of the day, someone sent Miss Rachel hate mail and moms on TikTok are not happy. Uh, Miss Rachel, I don't know if you're familiar, but she's a creator and she's known for a YouTube show for children. It's called Songs for Littles. And Miss Rachel shared that she recently got a hateful email and it deeply hurt her feelings. Also, she's new to TikTok. So it was like one of her first few videos. Oh, she's new? Mm-hmm. Doing really well, well, she's doing really well yeah. outside of TikTok. She, oh. like moms on TikTok have been singing her praises on TikTok for so long. And then she joined TikTok. And then one of her first oh. few videos was about this hateful email that she got. Um, And since some people are saying that the situation is comparable to punching Mr. Rogers in the face. Okay. Which (laughs) is a little much. Literally fighting violence with violence. (laughs) So people are coming out to defend her. And I think the videos that I've seen so far of people defending her are so funny. Uh, But truly, I mean... I'm not in the Miss Rachel era yet. Like, my daughter is a bit too old. My son's a bit too young. But I feel like I'll get there. And the way that people talk about Miss Rachel as, like, she's an educator. She's their babysitter. She's, like, their lifeline. Like, people put on Miss Rachel and feel good about their kids watching it because they're literally learning how to talk. And how dare someone come for her when she's doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why would you hate on her for this? Like, you took the time out of your day. Like, I've seen some of her videos, even though I'm not a mom at all. But, like, I've just, like, seen some of her videos. And she just is, like, super sweet and wholesome. Like, why would you hate on that? I know. What, What could you possibly have to hate on for Miss Rachel. Like that yeah. that takes a, a different layer of like of hurt, you know. So I get why people, people hurt people. I get you know? why people are just like and when we f- and as soon as <laughs> we find out who you are. <laughs> yeah, Miss Rachel, whoever it is. I wish you she would never cuz Miss Rachel no. is an angel, but she would never disclose who this person was. But, but that shows her character too. Yes. It's like, you know, she's not trying to, you know, put the person on blast, so that no. shows that she is a good person. She's not trying to get anyone killed. Like <laughs> Yeah, people would come for that person. Do you think Miss Rachel is the Mister Rogers of our generation? I don't watch her things enough to know. Mm. I would have to defer to you for that because yeah, I've only seen a couple of videos on TikTok, which is why I thought she was on TikTok. So I don't know. Yeah, I I never watched Mister Rogers growing up, but they're so similar in terms of like importance, but like mm. ones of the internet and ones of like the institution institutional TV, you know? Because yeah. it was like public yeah. television that he was on. But, but I feel like that's like equivalent to like what YouTube and TikTok is now, right. you know? Like, because now you can just pull it up whenever you want, whereas yes. instead of waiting for it to come on. But yeah. Anyways, we're sending all of our thoughts and prayers to Miss Rachel. Yes, she has our support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Next up here is where we're at with all the changes that are happening on Twitter. I'm sure you've heard, but this past week, there's so many rumors swirling around about Twitter 2.0 and what exactly this means. Um, After he laid off about half of the company's 7,500 employees and some of them quit as well right after, um, Musk now says he plans to hire new engineers and salespeople. Um, During an all-hands meeting, he said that layoffs are done and that they're actively trying to recruit new roles and employees are encouraged to make referrals, which I think is so weird because after you just laid off and like half of my coworkers and then the other half quit, now I'm supposed to be like, come work with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I like, know. Why would I ever want to refer my friends to come work with me? Um, and he apparently noted that Twitter sees software engineers as the highest priority hire, which makes sense. Um, and that Twitter recruiters have also started reaching out to outside engineers to join what's being called Twitter 2.0, an Elon oh. company. Um, and I heard that the Twitter 2.0 is like grinding, live and breathe Twitter. You have to stay for all hours of the night. And that's why a majority of the people resigned because they were not about that. Um, and I think that's such a weird thing to do in this new, you know, work-life balance kind of shift. It's like now people are unsubscribing for hustle culture. And now he's saying like, no, you have to live and breathe Twitter. And he's doing all these weird things and losing Twitter money. And then be like, yeah, but now, you know, refer your friends. <laughs> like after I just let everyone go. Yeah. I mean, I'm like Elon Musk is he, I mean, I, whatever. (laughs) I think he's the type that like sees output, input and output as the same. So like the more Mm -hmm. you put into something, the more you get out of it. Um, But it is quite intense the way he's doing. I love how all the articles that I've been reading about Twitter, they're quoting his like emails and like internal memos. And they're so (laughs) funny to me, like (laughs) Like, the way he writes in the Obviously, it's coming from him because no one's edited it. But one of them was like when he was saying that he's like this article says he's actively recruiting for developers. And in his note or in his memo, he said people who know how to actually write code. So it, I think it's all with an air of like, <laughs> come come here if you're actually good or like if yeah. you actually want to work or if you actually want to make a difference. Like I think that's, that's the mind with aligned with his personality. Yeah. But when I first saw some of them, I'm like, this must be fake. Like this has to be a parody account. Like this is just edited, but it's real, which makes sense for like him and his personality. But I just like don't understand it at all. I don't understand the like two verifications also oh on Twitter. Gosh. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you can pay to have um, a check, a blue check on Twitter. But then obviously this means that fake accounts can technically be verified. So now you have to have another verification to prove that you're the verified verified account. I know. It's like (laughs) Like, too much. It's just such a dumpster fire over there right now. But it's so interesting to me the way it's evolving. I feel like this is going to be like a case study we'll look at when we analyze like the internet and its impact on society and culture. Do you think that's what he wanted? Do you think this this is all some kind of like, I just want people to talk about it. So he's like, I don't care if you don't understand. That's the point. I don't think he needs to do this to get people (laughs) to talk about him. (laughs) He's doing a lot already. Okay, I want to know, would you pay for a blue check mark? No. Okay, what if, would you pay for a blue check mark on Instagram? I don't, I'm, uh, I don't, okay, I thought for Twitter I wouldn't because I'm not really on Twitter. Mm -hmm. For Instagram. Or TikTok. TikTok I would. You would? Yeah, Instagram I wouldn't, but I'm not any, I'm no one. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Whatever, you are not no one. No one's going to steal my identity. Like, I don't need to have a blue check. (laughs) Like You don't think there's some clout with a check mark though? Like, even if you're not, like, Sure, you're not Elon Musk or like Bill Gates, but like there is some clout when you do have that check mark. I think that there is, but it's also like 
imagine you see a blue check mark and I have like 3,000 followers. Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> like, it's and like, if someone's just paying, if you know you can pay for a blue check mark, I think it. it loses its value. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think if you had to earn a blue check mark, it's yes. way more impressive. Would you on any platform? Yeah, for Which sure one? I would. I would do it on Instagram and TikTok yeah. and Twitter. I think it would be really cool for some of our clients, especially like not specifically our client, but especially if things are like a financial institution or something like that, Mm -hmm. or like a new credit card. Like it's really hard to kind of get that, you know, solidify that you're not a scam. So being able to do that, but then it's like, if scams could also just buy it, I I think there has to be more to it. And maybe there is, because I haven't looked into buying it. So maybe there is like a verification process that you also have to go through and then you also have to pay. Right. You know. $8. $8. Yeah, it's so interesting how they're going to evolve that because right now it definitely needs some work. <laughs> um, our last story of the day, this is a hot one that's happening right now. Balenciaga pulls and apologizes for their controversial bear ads. So Balenciaga issued an apology Tuesday, yesterday, for its new campaign that shows two young girls posing with teddy bears that appear to be wearing BDSM style harnesses. Did I say that acronym right? BDSM style harnesses. <laughs> Um, some people point out that the fo- there's a photo in the spread that seemingly showed what appeared to be an excerpt from the U.S. Supreme Court case that upheld a federal child pornography law. Um, they did apologize and wipe all of their social platforms of these images. Their apology was pretty clear. Um, they said, we've re- re- immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. Our plush bears should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the party's response responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items from our spring 23 campaign. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form and we stand for children's safety and well-being. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good day to work at Balenciaga. No. It's, um, yeah, it's really, I, I mean, have you seen the photos? Yeah, I've seen the photos. Um, of course, like nothing on the internet. Like you can't, even if you delete something, people will find it. It's so there. it's all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand. Like us working in an agency, we know what goes into planning, filming, and shooting, and then posting an, a campaign. Right. It's not a one like, oh, maybe let's try this. And then you get the photos up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There are so many process, there's so many steps along the way that people have to check off on it. And there's so many shareholders that say yes and approve things. So from conception and storyboard, to actually posting it on Instagram, not one single person thought, mm, maybe this is inappropriate. Yeah. Like, to like, me, maybe. yeah, this feels like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand yeah. is doing. Like, yeah. obviously, they have to come out and apologize, and they should have, and they should never have had this campaign come to life. But maybe Balenciaga is such a big organization where they have, like, people just kind of, like, working independently from, you know, in, yeah. like, bigger stakeholders. I don't know. It just feels like... It's never a good look to apologize on behalf and then say you're pursuing legal action with with the parties involved to actually posting this. When it was your brand. It's yeah. not like someone else is like someone else is suing them or something. It's like this is you. You're suing people who worked for you or mm-hmm. who are under your contract. Or either way, it's just like, what? This you someone approved it, so it's not really their fault. Like, yeah. I mean, people are getting fired over this for sure. Yeah. Be, Makes sense. Unimaginable if they didn't. It's just so interesting to me that they're pursuing legal action and going that far. And I don't know. It's just so intense. So weird. Especially the one, like all of them are, I think, just really weird. Especially since they had a contract where they're not supposed to use models under the age of 18. Mm -hmm. And then they did anyways. But the one picture with the, with the, um, 
hourglass bag with the three stripes that was on top of the paper of the um, child pornography law. Like it was just mm. like, why? Yeah, of all the <laughs> like, things you could print out yes. as like extra sheets of paper on a desk, why that? Yeah, and even if it was like, oh, we just pulled whatever sheets we had, why did you have that sheet? Yeah, like, <laughs> like why just, is that even printed? It doesn't so make weird. sense to me. Yeah, I think this is going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see how Balenciaga recovers from this. Yeah. Um, we'll see, like, what they, what their next moves are, but. And of course they will. They will recover from it. They're such yeah. a big brand, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I personally didn't think the apology was good. And we had just learned about apologies when we were taking our um, DEI training. So it was just with Bloom. Yeah. And so it's just like, this is so funny because we just learned about apologies and then I see this and I'm just like, mm. yeah, <laughs> this I think isn't a good apology. I do. I do appreciate that they acted quickly Yes, and they did like identify what was wrong with this. Yeah. And they were clear about that mistake. I think what's unclear is like what they plan to do about it. Yes. Besides like pursuing legal, legal action, action, like yeah. whatever that means. Like yeah. what's the next step here? So we'll see. We'll we'll keep following it. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was it. Those are three stories for the day. Now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Thanks for watching. Bye.